Welcome to Bikini Diaries. I'm Naima Thompson, businesswoman and IFBB bikini professional. Here, you will get the inside scoop from many bikini professionals and myself as we dive deep into the inner core of our triumphs, hardships, and evolution. This podcast was made to inspire, resonate, and enlighten others with all talks bikini in hopes that you never give up on your dreams. Thank you so much for tuning in today. Now let's talk bikini. Dear Diary. This episode is brought to you guys by Team Boss Bodies. Have you ever wanted to prep for a show but have nowhere to start? Are you that person who has no interest in prepping for a show at all, but you just want to get that really nice bikini bod? Or have you already accomplished your bikini bod and you've already been on stage, but you just want something a little bit more in your prep? You're just really ready to take it to the next level. Are you someone who wants to try a healthy approach to this dieting game? You want individualized attention and someone to be your guide telling you exactly what to do and when to do it and to also be your number one supporter. If you want to feel a part of a community where all of your goals really matter and you're achieving results and the results are actually maintainable, then I am so excited to invite you into the club. Team Boss Bodies is exactly for you. We specialize in women's health. We help women to reach their health and fitness goals. We believe in keeping food as high as possible and cardio as low as possible. We customize your meal plans to your likes and your dislikes. And we also create a plan that is sustainable for your life for the long haul. You also have the option of choosing a more flexible plan if you want to count macros. Each plan includes your training, nutrition, cardio, and supplementation. Plans are adjusted weekly to a bi-weekly basis, and you are checking in twice a week. There's ongoing assessment to target your strengths and your weaknesses, weekly consultations, and ongoing guidance. You get 24-7 access to your coaches through text and email. And let's not forget our perks. We have a Facebook group that's going to help keep you accountable and invite you into a community that loves you and that is on the same journey as you. And team shows to get all of our girls involved. So if this is for you and you're ready to give it a try, you can go to teambossbodies.com slash apply and use the code Bikini Diaries for 15% off your packages. Now let's get into the episode. Happy Tuesday and boy do I have some really exciting news for you. I am extremely excited to announce that I have officially launched my clothing company, My Affirmation, and my website is myaffirmationfitwear.com. I am so excited that this is finally now a reality. I've been talking about this for quite some time now, and it's just so unreal, but yet real at the same time to share with everyone what I have been working on for quite some time now. I have been working extremely hard and this clothing line is a true exemplification of my message into the world. 
Most of you listening know exactly how long it took me to get my pro card and how I used affirmations to get to that pro card every single day. Not a single day went by that I did not look in the mirror or say out loud or say to myself all these amazing affirmations to keep me going. Affirmations really help me feel capable. You know, I always told myself, I am capable. I'm already a professional athlete. I can do this. I can do anything. And saying it really made it a reality. With daily affirmations, I literally affirmed myself all the way to that pro card and it's so exciting because the clothing line is now in existence. I just officially launched the I Am Collection, which is extremely powerful and special to me because inside every single legging, there is an affirmation inside. In the I Am Collection, there are four different colors. There is the black, which inside says, I am undeniable. There is the wine color, and inside that one says, I am relentless. The royal color inside that one says I am enough and the gray color says inside of it I am beautiful each affirmation was designed and inspired by each and every single one of you listening to the podcast I am so excited to be sharing this with you to be creating this with you and to have the help of each and every single one of you you remind me of just how capable and how possible it is to make the impossible possible. So I don't want to go too much into everything, but I wanted to let you know that the presale is now available. So if you're interested in purchasing your very own legging with a matching sports bra, you can head over to my website, myaffirmationfitwear.com. I'll also put the website in the show notes so it's easy to find. But now let's get into today's episode. Today, Oh, it's special as always. And I'm just going to say, get prepared to laugh your hiney off. This woman is extremely hilarious. Probably one of the most funniest professionals in the industry. It seems like she came out of nowhere, but she's actually been on stage for quite some time. In this episode, we will unravel her journey getting to her pro card as it is a very lengthy one. She is the true example of why you should never, ever give up on your dreams. She will also share some of her tips and tricks on how to put on muscle, compete in back-to-back shows, and how to appear larger on stage. I am also thrilled to announce that she will be competing in the 2019 Olympia. Yes, she did it. So without further ado, I am so excited and delighted to introduce to you IFBB bikini professional Alexandria Ross. Hi, Alex. How are you? I am so good. How are you? I am wonderful as always. So excited to have you on. Yes, thank you. I am very honored to be a part of this. Thank you very much for having me. All right, girl. Well, let's go ahead and get this podcast started with a bikini hack, as always. Just a series of quick questions to get to know you a little bit better. So tell us, Alex, where are you from? Um, I'm originally from California, but I moved to Arizona about, I feel like now it's been half my life, probably like mm, 14, 15 years ago. So now I am in good old Arizona. 
And how old are you? I am going to be 29 in a few days. A lady should never tell her age, but I just did that. I know. I am sure a lot of people hate this question, but I just, (sighs) I know everybody wants to know. So (laughs) I I get the question a lot. Um, But yeah, my spirit is probably like 13, 14, but (laughs) yes, I will be 29 in a few days. (laughs) And what do you do for a living? Um, I work for Pro Physiques and I am their online program director. And I take a few lifestyle clients on my own. And then I also work with Whitney Jones. She's the owner of Pro Physiques. And if you're in the fitness industry, you would know she's Miss Fitness Olympia. No big deal. Um, And (laughs) I work with her on managing and helping her with all of her prep athletes and off-season athletes. Oh, Oh, that sounds like such a fulfilling job. It is so, it's fun. We have fun. It is very fulfilling. Fulfilling and fun. And how many years have you been competing? I have been competing um, since 2013. So that would be six years if my math is correct. Math is hard. Um, (laughs) But yes, six years. Mm -hmm. And when and where did you get your pro card? I got my pro card last year at um, Nationals in Miami. So the NPC National Championships. And you took overall, right? How crazy. Ooh, yes. So I know. Odd. That's Don't like the know. hardest show to win, you know, to get that's, first place in. And then you took overall. So that's. That was a little bananas. It still is kind of crazy. But yes, I did. Mm-hmm. And what's your favorite quote that keeps you going? Um, You know what? My quotes change from time to time because I feel like just in the season of life I'm in, I always just find something and it sticks and it kind of sticks for a while. But right now, my favorite quote that I say every day is, what is for you will not pass you. And that really actually kind of applies to all seasons of my life because um, it's true. Like everything that is for me won't pass me. And it's always worked out, you know, and um, whether it's a job opportunity, a life change, like it always works out. So that's a little reminder for myself. And that's a reminder for all of us as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And just not to have like those anxieties and stresses because if it's meant to be, it will be. So. Exactly. Name one quality about yourself that makes you a really strong athlete. I am stubborn as uh, – we adding – can I cuss? Yeah, you're fine. <laughs> Okay. I'm very stubborn. I'm stubborn as an ox. How about that? Um, And I think with that, that just gives me a drive and a dedication. Like if I want something, I'm going to keep working hard. Um, And that's just one thing I know about myself um, that has probably worked against me in certain things being so stubborn. But as far as being an athlete, it, I am a hard worker and I'm not afraid to put in the work and continuously do that until I feel like I've achieved something. So what keeps you motivated, Alex? What keeps me motivated? Um, So many things motivate me. I am lucky enough to work in an environment every day when I go into the gym and be surrounded by incredible athletes and people with just fabulous stories, um, you know, whether it's like weight loss, people that are in our gym that have overcame cancer, 
um, first time people stepping on stage, like there's just so much that I am just in such a great environment that motivates me. Um, so I guess I would say right now, what keeps me motivated is walking into work every day and seeing people interacting with these people, knowing their stories. And that's what pushes me to want to work harder. Um, my, my clients motivate me when they overcome so like personal obstacles and I like, I see them do it. Um, Whitney motivates me. She goes through a lot. So just the environment I'm in, um, keeps me motivated. I'm very lucky, very fortunate. What is your why and why do you compete? What is my why? My why, I have a lot of whys. Um, I think my greatest why of why I compete is because I genuinely, I love it. Um, I genuinely have fun with it. I genuinely enjoy meeting people, um, being around people who are just as crazy as I am and want to do this whole diet thing. Like it's, to me, it's so cool. Like we are all this weird niche of people that go through these extreme, not extremes, but like, well, yeah, it is kind of extreme. Oh, it's extreme girl. (laughs) We go through these extremes and we convince ourselves it's totally normal. And we get (laughs) to this stage, like we've all worked so hard for it. And like, to me, that is so cool. Like you're around people that are just as motivated and crazy as you. <laughs> wait, is um, it not normal? <laughs> exactly. I mean, you, you wait, what? You have to measure out every grain of rice. That's not normal. Like, but no, that's, it's just like, we're around hardworking people and you like, what are the odds of that? Like, that's just so cool. So I just love meeting people, hearing people's stories, um, especially other athletes, competitors, and I, I do, I genuinely have fun with it. Um, every time, every time we go to shows, it's fun. It's fun to meet new people. It's fun to get on stage. It's just, it's just fun. That's my why. Like, I love it. I love it. I just feel like it, it was meant for me. Like, I love it. There's so many things I love about it. Did I just say I love it 5,000 times? Because I love it. <laughs> you <laughs> did, do. but it's, it's, it's perfectly okay. So bring us back. Uh, what was your greatest bikini moment? Um, <laughs> my greatest bikini moment. I would say my greatest bikini moment was um, actually recent. And it was when it was in Louisiana at a pro show. And they had dismissed... Um, first call outs and usually they like to call us back to do a confirmation round but the expediters were like no girls go on ahead and we're like oh you sure you sure and they're like yep go ahead so we all left backstage and the first thing I do because the bikini bottoms are just uncomfortable um (laughs) always standard for me the first thing that comes off is my bikini bottoms so I just put my dress on took those off and then I go to like walk in the crowd to you know carry on and they call us back on stage and they want all the girls in first call us back on stage and I'm in the audience with no bottoms and dress so I would say my greatest bikini moment was the fact that I was able to hustle backstage, whip my bottoms back on, 
put where like the glue lined up to the bottoms just perfectly and get on stage as the first one before every other girl and made it on time. It was perfect. So oh that God. was a pretty stellar <laughs> moment for me. Um, <laughs> finding humor in it. Like it was pretty awesome. So that was a great moment. It was fun. I think that's absolutely hilarious. Seriously, that is the first thing I do when I get off stage. I'm like, yes. rip these bottoms off. Like I'm like, <laughs> first thing Who that comes off. Where's them? I can't like it. They're the so uncomfortable. Thing. It's horrible. And then the top, I have like rhinestone burn from oh, the yeah. rhinestones digging into my neck. Um, we're warriors. We really are. Yeah, definitely. So, so <laughs> that's hilarious. I love that you shared that with us. So if, <laughs> if you could pick one, what would be your favorite prepping stage day or post show treats? I would say prepping. Okay. Probably. And why? I really like the work. Um, I, I like, I like the routine. I love the workouts. I like seeing the change. Um, I would definitely say prepping. Mm -hmm. That's my favorite part. So Alex, bring us back. Like, were you always into sports? I was, I was, I was not saying I'm good. Um, but yes, in high school, I actually ran track and cross, cross country. And then um, after I did a lot of marathons and half marathons, I was like a crazy distance runner um yeah I, I I thought you were probably like a, a distance runner I was like she's gotta be a runner really what makes you say that um oh. just like your your build oh okay yeah awesome. like cross country or something like that just like your your stature like it you know yes most runners that I've mm. seen you know they kind of look a little bit more like you do so I was like oh she probably runs I I do well not anymore but I was um I got those granny knees now and those granny hips um <laughs> yeah. but yes I always ran and um that's just kind of what I so I was crazy enough to run 26 miles so now my my crazy is doing this <laughs> wow. yeah so how did you get into competing I remember um I remember doing a race and then kind of just I would go to the gym and I was super intimidated by like the weight room and all of that. And I remember like looking at fitness magazines to see workouts so I knew what to do in the gym. So this was like back in the day when you would buy magazines and look at the, you know. It's like not that we don't do that anymore. <laughs> no. Um, and I remember seeing a picture of Natalia Mello. And oh. I was like, what is this? Like, who is this woman? I want to look like her. Like, I just remember thinking like, wow. And I started just like looking it up on the internet and learning more about it. And um, we just happened to have Pro Physiques was like about two miles away from me. And I saw that they specialize in contest prep. And so I, I kind of just went out on a limb and walked in one day and I was like, hey, like, let's talk about competing. I want to try this. And it went from there. So, yeah, it was it was Natalia Mello. That was her. 
Awesome. It would be so amazing to meet her one day. Well, actually, I met her one day. It'd be so amazing to have her on this podcast. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. You should should just like pop up and like come to, you know, one of the shows or the Olympia or something because, you know, girls like you and I, you know, I've been doing this for six years as well. Like we this is a girl we used to look up to, you know, and now. Oh, I still do. We're pros. and Fabulous. Yeah. So one day. She should make a comeback. She really should. Yeah. Who knows? Wellness. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Wellness is the hot, the hot thing. Right. So I would love to talk to you a little bit about your journey because, you know, it took you a pretty long time to turn pro. How long did it take you? A long time. <laughs> no, it took me. I did eight national shows from 2014 to 2018. And I took some time off in between. Um, I took about a year and a half off. But it, yep, it took me eighth times the charm. (laughs) Yeah, I think that's amazing. Um, Because so many of us set timelines um, for ourselves. And we just like, we want our pro cards right away. Do you think that making a timeline for yourself is beneficial in the sport? Or do you think that that kind of derails your results? I, I, I see no benefit. Um, I remember I did that to myself. I was like, by 25, I want to be pro. Well, womp, womp, womp. That did not happen. Um, there's, it's, it's not up to you. Um, I mean, it is up to you in the sense that you can do everything you can, you know, focus on the details, put in the work. But at the end of the day, it's again what is for you will not pass you it's it's not up to you when and and I it's kind of like in life like some people are so focused on you know when they get married you don't set a timeline like I need to be married by 29 like no you're you get married when you're ready to get married you you know you have a kid when you're ready to have a kid for the most part like you do those things so for a pro card it's kind of like I don't know. You can't, you can't set a timeline. And when I look back, I wasn't, I was not ready. Um, I was not ready to be a pro when I thought I was ready. So I am honestly, I can say a hundred times grateful. I'm grateful for every time, every show I had leading up to that point, because it taught me something every single time. Um, And I just wish that people wouldn't try to rush it because what, I mean, what's the point? I mean, let's say you do turn pro um, and then you enter your pro season right away. And, and then what happens, you know, like if, when you're ready, they will honor it and you will be ready, but it's don't rush it, you know, and enjoy it. Like I kind of miss going to national shows to be honest. Oh yeah. Those are really, really fun. I mean, the so many girls. Yes, but um, it's just a, it really is like your own journey, and uh, you can't put a timeline on it because ultimately it's not up to you. No, um, definitely. So there's things you can control, like your mindset, um, you know, the work you put in, but you you can't, you know, the details, how the coach you choose, what you choose to follow. But, like, you can't choose when it happens for you or say, like, I'm going to do it by then or, you know, no. You know, it's, it's interesting that you mentioned that, you know, like, 
if you, you know, it'll happen when it happens. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, because I remember when I wanted to turn pro so bad in every show, because I, I think I did like 13 national shows. I did some crazy number of national shows as well. And I remember thinking after every show, because I would place very well, but I still w- mm-hmm. wasn't getting it. I wasn't getting it. And I always would tell myself, I'm like, it's okay. It just means you're not ready yet. You're not ready to be a pro, you know? Yeah. It doesn't mean that it doesn't mean anything. It just means that you, you know, because I sometimes I'd sit there and I think I'd be like, well, am I even ready? Like, do I look the way I need to? Am I mentally ready? Am I, you know, how all in, how all in am I? Like, you know, am I doing this for the right reasons? It's like you have to be. I mean, some people get lucky, but it doesn't mean anything. Those people that get lucky, they have a hard time on the on the pro circuit as well. Mm-hmm. They still Absolutely. have to battle this idea of being ready for what's to come. So I just love that you mentioned that. Yeah, and it's it's especially now. I mean, it's grown so much. It's so much more competitive, and, and I mean, you have to think like I I tried for so many years, and then I took some time off. Thank goodness. And what's so funny is. I, I am not, I am not a very like overly confident person. I'm really not like, I, I'm just kind of like, yeah, if it happens, like, and sometimes I do a lot of the whole, um, what's that called? Like when you set yourself up, that's called self-sabotage. It's not a good thing, (laughs) but you know, when you're like, well, if I don't, if I don't get it, it's okay. You know, like, but really you're kind of sad. I, I sometimes will do a lot of that, but what is so funny and I will never forget it's the it was the weirdest thing. I just know going into Miami that week, I don't know what it was. Like Mercury was not in retrograde, so I can't even blame it on that. But like there was just something in my brain. I was like, no, this I knew it. And I said it to Whitney and Whitney was like, I actually had a dream and and like I get the chills. I have like all the goosebumps all over me right now. She's like, I, I you're gonna get it. And I was like, I know I am like, there's no other option. I'm going into this show. Like, this is my show. I did not think I would win the overall. Oh, my gosh. No, that was a, like, that was just not even. Mm-mm. But wow. I I knew there was just a feeling I had. I like I didn't care who was going. I I wasn't worried about anybody else. I was genuinely just focused on me um, for the first time in probably my life like <laughs> where I just tuned everything else out. And I just had a feeling of kind of like a calm, like just like a calm feeling. Like I came here to do one thing and that's it. And it was just a very weird energy, but it ended up being spot on. And I wish I could have it every show from here on out. I try to get it back, but it doesn't come. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But it is a feeling and I was ready. I was ready when it did happen. So I hope that somebody else experiences that out there. Yeah. What What made you keep going? I mean, after doing it for X amount of years and showing up at all these national shows, we all know how expensive it is. Um, you know, it. I definitely, when I took the time off, I was ready to come back, and I. It's just when I was ready. Um, and what made me keep going is I'm stubborn. And I had this goal and I wanted to do it and I knew I was capable of it. And so I just wanted to prove to myself I could do it. And that was really the only reason. Um, I had fun doing it. I love being a part of this gym and this community and being involved with it. 
I loved when I took the time off sitting back and watching other people achieve it. Um, so that kind of motivated me to get, get my feet back in and, and do, and it was scary. It's scary coming back. Oh my gosh. Um, <laughs> it was, I remember, but it was also the best thing that I've done for myself was to just dive back in and be like, all right, let's go for it. Balls to the wall. Like I'm ready. So. Yeah. And to, and to not give up, you know, I feel mm-hmm. like everyone hears that though. They hear like, you know, you should never give up and, um, you know, it, it's going to happen and reach for like, the stars. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, yeah. and like, but, but my question is like, how do you actually make this a reality for yourself? Like, how do you stay true to those words of like, not, not feeling like depressed or sad or feeling like a failure and really giving up because people always say, you know, like if you don't give up, it'll eventually happen. Right. And we know that we're like, okay, if we keep going at it, it'll happen. But, you know, how do you stay true to those words? Like, what do you do to like to really keep that fire burning and to not get down on yourself and to not want to quit, you know? Yeah, I think um, for me. And I don't know, that's hard to say for me, it's. um because I'm not going to say like I never got down or upset like when I wasn't because I had a I mean I was always very close during my national circuit you know I had I call it the fourth place curse I even tied for third and they gave me fourth one time okay like it was the fourth place curse (laughs) so I'm not going to say I never felt down or like upset but I I do think when you are doing this, you are competing for the right reasons and you're doing it for yourself and you're doing it because you genuinely love it. I don't think, I don't find myself needing to search for anything more. Does that make sense? Like I, yeah, there, there's definitely moments of self doubt. There's definitely moments or there, what, and there is definitely moments of like, can I do this when I don't do as well? Is it, for me but but there's always something good that I get out of it um it's not always about the win you know it's really it's so it's like when you're doing it for the right reasons like you said like if your why is something specific you know as far as like maybe you want to encourage other women to you know take control of their lives so if you are competing and you're doing that and you're implementing that no matter what like it doesn't really I mean of course you want to win but you are ultimately fulfilling your purpose and your why. If your why is to become better in the sport and to beat your past self, well, if you if you came in looking a lot better, well, then you're fulfilling your why, you know? So I just yeah. – but I, I ask you that question because so many of us, you know, we we say like don't give up. It'll eventually happen. But how do we – how do we get away from being sad and, like you said, self-sabotage and just feeling like this shit's never going to happen? <laughs> you know what I yeah, mean? <laughs> and that's the thing. And, and you know what? And that's what I think time off is so important because there was a period when with my fourth place curse when I was like, WTF. Okay. And I was feeling a little salty. And then I had to step back and be like, whoa, 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 whoa. Okay, you know, I need to take time. I need to go live my best life. I'm going to go travel. I'm going to go do all these things. 
And then I'm going to be the light in somebody else. Like I'm going to watch all of our competitors in our gym go on their journey. I'm going to encourage them. That feels really freaking good. I'm still involved in some way. I'm still working on myself and I'm, I'm still trying to find a positive. Like, I don't know. You can't let not getting what you want affect how you feel about the sport because there is just so many good takeaways and like you can watch other people do things and be happy for them, be genuinely happy for them. And I don't know. It's there's just so many aspects of the sport I think that people miss because they're so focused on themselves and and like for for me like this that time off I was able to start work at Pro Physiques. I was able to help build their online program. There was a greater purpose for that time that I used. Um, I was able to kind of watch the sport, see what they're looking for, work with a coach, spend that time building, like do the things I needed to do to come back. So I just think if you focus, if you try to find a light that's maybe just not all about you and maybe like what opportunities the sport has brought you besides a trophy, you would probably find that it's brought you more opportunities, friendships, relationships than anything a trophy could give to you. So I think that's kind of what keeps me going and then keeps me grounded and not just so obsessed with how I place because, you know, like whether I got first place or 10th place, like I, I got to compete, I got to learn something meet new people, be a part of something. So definitely, I think people just need to focus more on that. Yeah. I mean, and I, I also think that if you only, if your main focus is the trophy, you're going to be a very unhappy person. You are. It's just going to be a cycle of un- unhappiness. You're going to be wrapping mm-hmm. around about the judges feedback and the, you know, why I didn't get this place or why, you know, it's just going to be so unhappy. So that's definitely super important. All the things that you mentioned for sure. Yeah. Yeah. And if like you want a trophy, we could go and make them like they are probably $20. <laughs> I know places that make them. Um, we could go to Oriental Trading and order some medals. And <laughs> oh my God, totally. That would yeah. be so fun. I should do it that podcast. Just get a bunch of trophies and start sending them to girls. <laughs> be like, It'll I love come. you. Thanks for listening. Thanks for supporting. <laughs> yeah. So don't just do it for the trophy. So I guess my next question is, what were the most effective measures you took that really made a difference in your physique in order to become more competitive? So my coach just cut me off from my two-hour workouts. Um, (laughs) I definitely, like, like I said, I liked the work. And I remember when we started training for my pro season and into Miami, um, everything just got cut. I mean, my workouts got cut to like 30 minutes and I was so bitter. I was so annoyed. Um, (laughs) but for me and my body type, I'm, I'm small. My body is, doesn't want to hold on to muscle. It wants to look like a 12 year old boy. Um, so for me, just cutting that down, focusing on basic compound movements, um, just getting stronger, not overtraining. That worked wonders for me. Um, 
you know, like cardio was cut that killed me because I am like a little anxious Mexican jumping bean and I love to move, but like that got cut and, um, kind of everything got cut, (laughs) but that made me put on muscle and hold muscle. And that's what I needed to be competitive and they still want more. It's, it's hard. Oh my God. Um, I know. I remember when I first saw you, I was like, oh my goodness, she's smaller, but, but in a good way, because all of the girls are just so big. I'm like, can't we just choose Alex? Because (laughs) I don't want them to get any bigger. (laughs) So when you started doing well, I was like, yes, more of that. Oh, thank you. Oh, that's such a compliment. Yeah, I know. And they keep saying bigger and bigger. And I'm like, okay, I can't like physically, I'll have to take like five years off and then I'll just be old. The Botox won't look good anymore. Like, (laughs) oh my God, must have So, um, yeah, just that for me was the game changer, shorter workouts with intention and purpose. And I fought it, but it, it definitely helped. What were your other methods for putting on muscle? I know that's like everybody's question because they all want to (laughs) know. Yeah, no, that's fine. Um, food obviously was a huge thing. Um, I'm lucky enough. I've worked with the same coach now for six years So I respond extremely, extremely well to carbs. Um, I eat a lot of carbs. I drink a lot of stupid carb powder that I'd rather eat carbs for, (laughs) but instead I have to drink them. So carbs for me, and this is for my body, that is really what worked. Um, And like having a coach that stayed on me and looked at me because it's kind of freaky deaky to know that you're eating a ton of carbs. You're like, whoa. Um, and I know yeah. like everybody's body's different, but mm-hmm. and I'm sure when someone sees you, they'll know that, you know, clearly like, you know, you're someone who burns a lot faster than somebody else yeah. who obviously, but how many grams of carbs did you have to consume? <laughs> I hate, I hate that number. Um, so Well, there's been days where when you include my carb powder, um, it's probably close to 400 or so. Yeah. Mm. So 400 grams um, easily. Yeah. Yeah. It's a lot. Um, And that's not every day. So please do not go on a bender and just eat. And it's, it's not like all fun and games. Okay. It's not just sugar. I'm not... It's definitely like boring basics. Um, no, I mean, you gross. definitely mentioned the the carb drinks as well. So it's yes. something that's going to be super fastly absorbed, mm-hmm. you know, and just for the sole purpose on for putting on quality weight, you know? Yeah. And then, and yeah, during my off season, so like during off season and I don't, I actually do not weigh myself. I have no idea. I'm kind of regretting it now because it probably would be helpful to know like at each show where I was around just so I can kind of have a idea. Um, but I will say like during off season, I do stay pretty, I would probably say maybe five to eight pounds usually like a fluctuation if I had to guess. Um, but during off season, it's more fun foods. It's definitely, I get a couple untracked meals a week. Um, and then it, it is just a really carb heavy, just carbs. It's, it's kind of, I wish I had fats. I wish I could be like, 
oh, I just eat 5,000 grams of fat. <laughs> well, fats are good. They're very, very satiated. I, I, I love them. I, I, I love them too. I would trade in a carb for a fat any day. Let's trade. But for me and my body, carbs is, carbs is where it's at right now. So, yeah. Well, that's awesome. So, in your off season, how often? Well, I know you've only had a couple of off seasons, but mm-hmm. how long do you recommend your off season to be? You know what? Um, That's a great question because I feel like for me, it's not just physically, but mentally. Like, I I can't really tell you an X amount. Um, Like, for me right now, after doing this whole run of shows, like, I I don't know how long my off-season will be. Um, Because I will need to mentally be, like, ready to go again. Um, you know, I'm, I'm getting a little tired right now, if I'm going to be honest. Um, I think that would be normal. I've been in prep since February. So, <laughs> oh, I mean, most definitely. Yeah. <laughs> like, So I'm definitely getting it's more mental game right now for me. So I will take an off season. Um, and it will be for some a good amount of time. Um, But for me, it's not going to be just physical. It's going to be when I am mentally ready to dive back in. Um, I'm always, you know, this is a lifestyle for me. Like, I'm at the gym. I work for it. Like, I'm always going to have this lifestyle. But to be able to prep is a whole other beast. And it requires a lot of details. So for my off-season, I definitely want to make sure I travel. I do some things for me. Have some fun with my friends, my family before I hop back in and devote myself to a prep. So definitely. Yeah. That's a hard question. Yeah. When do you think that, I mean, I guess it's, it just depends on the person, you know, I can completely Mm -hmm. relate to that because I've literally never really had like a real off season. What I would say was, okay, I decided I'm going to take at least a year off and, you know, build muscle and, explore and all the other stuff. I usually take a couple months off and I'm like right back on it. Um, but I mean, it just depends on like what season are you in your life? And is it, you know, like, what are you, what are your goals? You know, a lot of us, if our goal is to get that pro card, well, we know there's only seven national shows. So we're up on every single, you know, we're at every Mm -hmm. single national show. Well, now there's a lot more than seven, but you know, we're at every national show there is, you know, so I guess it really, I guess it really just depends for sure. Um, when do you, when were you planning on taking your off season? Um, well, <laughs> now I'm kind of in a tough spot. Um, I don't get it off season. No. So I'm going to do Tampa this weekend. Oh, okay. Right on that. Olympia I'm here. Bubble. <laughs> oh, okay. Are you going to go or no? I was planning on going. Yes. <laughs> okay. That is awesome. Um, so yes, I am right on that Olympia bubble. Um, so I am going to Tampa in hopes of making it to the Olympia and getting enough points. Um, so my off season hopefully will be after Olympia. If God willing, I get there. Um, but yes, this season, this this year has been completely unexpected um, for me. Like a hundred percent, not anything I was anticipating. So 
I mean, usually I think there's a lot more strategy that goes into, you know, picking your pro shows and all of that. Um, but as a new pro, this was completely unexpected. So I kind of just wrote it out. My body feels good. You know, why not? Um, but yes. I, so after September, I plan on taking a break. <laughs> Hopefully. When you, you went into your, well, we're all crossing our fingers for you. So thank you. Yeah. <laughs> when, thank you. I need that juju. Yeah, no, of course. Like, I mean, I think you're going to be, I think you're going to do amazing. Like I pray that you get there. You know, I don't really, I don't honestly, I don't even know all the girls that are going. It really doesn't matter, you know, but mm. like you said, if it's meant to happen, you know, it's going it to happen and, and that's it. And, and regardless, it's going to be an amazing, experience and now I'm like even more excited because I didn't even know you're doing the show so I'm like surprise I'm like okay now I really have to be there I know I I yep I am I because when you go to the Olympia I want to witness it oh gosh speak it into existence please yes I sure hope so but this yeah it's just been crazy this year so I mean it's weird it's weird for me it's just weird when you went into like your pro season, because I guess it would who would have been officially like your first pro season. Um, what were I mean? How did you like go about it? Did you? Ha- I know you said you didn't really have a strategy. So what were you hoping to gain from it? Um. So I turned pro in November, and then March thirty first was my first pro show, and um, I had a couple great friends. That I'm our teammates that I'm friends with, Brina Martinez and Abby, were doing the show, Abby Gatano. And um, it was a show in Sacramento. It was a Spectrum show. So I knew our team was going. And um, my coach, he was he really was just pushing me. He was like, I want you to do the show. I think it's going to be a good fit. Like, you know, he in his mind, he kept saying, like, you just went overall. Like, let's kind of strike while the iron's hot. I kind of laughed. I'm like, okay, whatever. Like I had (laughs) no expectations, but I knew my friends were doing the show. So I was like, heck yeah, like, let's do it. That'll be fun. No matter what, it's going to be so fun. Um, So when, and I ended up getting first call out in my first pro show, which was like the weirdest thing. I remember they called my name and number and like I kind of just stood there and then like I looked down at my number and I was like wait there's been a mistake (laughs) it took me like a minute to register but um and then after that you know there was just it was Salt Lake and then it just kind of like took off and it it kind of was like things just kind of started weirdly falling into place. And um, my coach definitely always had a confidence and believed in me more so than I did. Um, So he definitely pushed me to keep going and saying, and he's like, you know, kid, like, I don't see why you wouldn't be able to make it to Olympia. Like I have, you know, that expectation and I would, I would just laugh and be like, yeah, that doesn't happen. Like, okay. But um, things kind of kept going well for me. So. Yeah, it's like the complete opposite of how you started, which is amazing. Yeah. And so but like, that goes back to just show you like, you know, if I would have turned pro at any of those other years between, you know, 2013 to 2017, like it could have gone a total different route for me. Mm-hmm. Um, 
So I wouldn't trade in any of those years because who knows? Like, this is a dream. Like, this is like, this has just been incredible. So, and I, I do believe that those years taught me a lot. So just to appreciate where you're at and have fun with it and just look around you and have respect for everybody else there. And, and it's pretty incredible. So just to enjoy it. And I think that translates on stage when you're really having fun and genuinely enjoying it. Yeah, it definitely does. does. I I definitely think so. How are you able to maintain your physique for so long? Because, I mean, you did one show (laughs) and you were just like, okay, we'll just keep doing them. (laughs) Um, That is all my coach. It's it's good coaching. Uh, Food. The, he, I get little breaks. He always gives me after shows, I'll get a few days, um, depending on my next show. Like sometimes I'll get like a week where I can just have like an untracked meal every single day. I don't go crazy. Like I'm more of a sugar person. I love sugar. I'm like elf. I'm like buddy, the elf. I will put syrup on everything. Um, (laughs) but I, I, I just think it's really good coaching. Like he, I have that flexibility. I'm not super, super, super low. Um, my food actually kind of increases as I go on. Cause again, my body really wants to be like a little boy. So I, I remember at the start of my season, my food was actually kind of low, like it was hard. Um, But then from there, it's kind of like you reverse out and you just keep going. It's like something picks up and I just keep going and going and going. So I don't know. It's it's good. I'm not complaining. Yeah. I mean, it's like when your body gets to (laughs) – when your body gets lean enough, you know, it's – I don't even know what it really – what the whole entire science is right now off the top of my head as to why the body decides to do this. But it's like, as soon as it gets lean enough, you can slowly just start adding, you know, calories back in and Mm -hmm. you're really strategic with it. Like extremely, you have to be very strategic and very on point with it. Like it will just start burning it and you will be able to eat more in, you know, in prep, you know, I mean, and it also has to do with the fact that you are still in a deficit, though, for sure. I mean, you're oh, definitely 100%. you're yes. definitely still in a deficit. However, yeah. you've already gotten to the point that you need to get to in order to be competitive. So you're able to start adding in the food mm-hmm. um, and then Perfect. maintain the look or if not looking even better because you're filling up those muscles. Yeah. And that's it. the thing for me is just fullness, being full enough on stage. So um yeah, right now it's it's keeping me full and yeah, exactly. Exactly what you said. So I do. Your body, I think, kind of you get to that level of leanness. And I mean, there's no way in hell I would be able to keep cutting and cutting and cutting all this long. Oh my gosh, I would be in a grave. So no. <laughs> so no. But yes, I'm definitely still in a deficit, obviously, to maintain this. Um But mentally, those little diet breaks and, you know, being able like post-show to have a couple days off, like that does wonders for you. Like it, it really does. It makes you feel like a normal human. Oh, most definitely. mm -hmm. So what were, what were some of the setbacks you had competing so frequently? Um, setbacks. Let's see. You know, I... 
I mean, I'm going through some personal stuff. So that's kind of been like a setback. Um, and then as far as set, I don't, I really haven't thankfully had anything like, I mean, work is always crazy, but work is great. I love it. I love that. It's crazy. It keeps me busy. Um, you know, I went through a move kind of like a weird transition in my life, but I haven't, I've been fortunate enough to really not have anything like any curveballs so far. So <laughs> don't what would, throw. <laughs> what would you say would be like the hard, I guess I could also ask, like, what would you say was the hardest part about, you know, competing back to back? Oh, okay. The hardest part about competing back to back. Let's see. Um, I would say I do feel sometimes like frazzle McDazzle. Like I'm never, <laughs> <laughs> I am like so scattered frazzle McDazzle. I sometimes do feel like I'm never caught up or like I, like I'm living out of a suitcase. Um, mm. So that to me is hard because I'm some, I'm very OCD like with a certain things, not all things, but certain things. Um, so it's hard to like, you know, come home and then have to go again. And like, you're always on the go, 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 go. So that I feel like has been very hard. Um, like when I have, I've had two weekends home right now, back to back. And it's, it's incredible. <laughs> it's so amazing. <laughs> um, so that has been just something I think people should consider when they're traveling so much like make sure you have time to be with your family in between and I do I feel like I'm like neglecting my friends and my family sometimes which I don't like I don't like that feeling at all mm. so that would be a something to consider doing like back-to-back -back shows is I feel like there's not I can't I can't carve out enough time for certain people which I don't like that feeling Oh, definitely. Because it's like every week and you're, you're basically going somewhere else. Like you said, mm -hmm. you're living out of your suitcase. Yeah. So, I mean, after going through this experience, you know, doing, I think you, I think you've done like nine or 10 already. Um, <laughs> yes. A lot. Um, within the last few months, would you, would you do it again? Oh my gosh. Yes, I would. I Well, yes, I would. I mean, I don't think next year I plan on doing 10, <laughs> um, but if I could, there wouldn't be anything I would change about this year um, because it has been so fun. And I've gotten to travel, like to see a ton of the U.S. that I would never see. Um, I've got it's it's really cool because with the point system, I mean, you see the same girls backstage every single time um, or a lot of the same ones. So you build relationships like it's it's been fun I wouldn't change a thing it's been a good year so yeah wonderful so I I wanted to ask you also because going back to like gaining muscle and everything I know you mm -hmm. do a couple of you have like a few strategies that help you get a little bit or to appear a little bit bigger on stage could you kind of share oh. with us some of those methods that you use Yes. So my first big strategy is my suit. Um, 
right now I have what I call my blue horse suit because it is so small. I mean, it's so small. Oh my gosh. It is the smallest suit ever. Like I remember my suit lady, um, Jessica made it and I was like, no, I can't, I, there's no way it's going to fit. And she's like, I know your body. This is what you need right now. Like you're getting smaller. This is what you need. And, um, she is right. It translates on stage. It, it looks completely different. So that would be something I noticed in my last show in Vancouver. I switched suits. It was a lot smaller, but it did make me look a lot bigger. That is so um, interesting. I would have never even thought of that. <laughs> yes. And because I'll try on, like I'll pose in my other suits. Like I have a green suit and a red suit. And it's a completely different look. Like just the cups that, you know, like if your cup sizes are bigger, it just kind of hides your body a little more. Um, the connectors are a little shorter. So there's more fabric in the back. And that kind of just takes over my booty right now and doesn't make it look as good. It kind of hides it, covers it. Um, whereas like my new suit, the connectors are a lot longer. There's less fabric. So I, I do, I feel mm. like very exposed. Um, but it works. It's, it's, it is like night and day when I compare when I put both suits on, I'm like, Oh wow, there is a huge difference. Wow. Um, so that's definitely something. And, you know, like as you go through your season, that's something you might want to consider, um, getting into like different cuts of suits can make or break your body. Um, so that's one thing. And then posing is I've had to change my posing and actually going into Tampa and changing a lot of it. Um, because as you go through and your body changes, like you, the same poses aren't always going to work for you. You got to find a way to yeah. showcase your body. And Isn't I'm that interesting though. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. Oh my goodness. It's crazy. So like for Tampa, I'm doing a completely different back pose. Um, just everything's kind of changed and you know, my other back, pose, it's not bad. It's just there's something that's a little bit better now for me. So like, we're going to do that. Um, and that's just, that's just how it is. So I'm lucky enough to have like all those details and people that help me with those details because I, by no means just come up with this out of, you know, my own brain. No, no, no. That's, <laughs> so, but it is, it's, it's those little details that can make or break you. So, um, those are some things that I personally have noticed. And then shoes. That's another huge thing. Heels. Um, I was in my old heels. I was noticing I just like couldn't get my hamstrings or my glutes to fire. There was just a lot of little like things. I was like, I just, something's off. And um, I got a size up. I did something a little different with my shoes and night and day. Hmm. Like my legs look different. My glutes look different. I was finally able to get them to activate. So like just stuff like that, like, these little things can make such a huge difference. I tried on some shoes with straps. Didn't like that. It looked kind of weird. Like I had cankles. Um, <laughs> it was not a good look. But, you know, like that's stuff I would recommend to people is like if you can try on different shoes, different heel heights, um, see how you move, like how you can get your muscles to activate because it does. I mean, all those little things really can make you look so different. So... Wow. And it's not always about having the most muscle, but if you can kind of contour your body and pose in a way that makes you look legit, like, there you go, you know? So, 
And I think that's so if you see most of the bikini girls in person, you're like, wait, that's what she looks like. But then when she's posed, you're like, whoa, that's amazing. Yeah. So it really does. It really if you know how to do work your angles, that helps a ton. What's your uh, your suit, ladies? Uh, what's her name? Like, I, I know so many people are going to want to know. <laughs> oh, yes. Her name is Jessica Maxson, and um, her company is Glam Girl Somewhere. And she is honestly incredible. She's a competitor herself, and I she actually overcame breast cancer and just got back on stage. She did um, Masters Nat. She's 35. She looks like a vampire. You'd have no idea. She looks oh, like wow. 22. Um, but she he looks like a vampire. <laughs> yeah, I do. I'm like, you are a vampire. You do not age. <laughs> oh my God. I love that. <laughs> um, she is though. She is so incredible because she is with cuts and suits. Like she does know, and she does everything to the person. And, um, like, you know, she won't even let me try on suits cause she's like, it's not going to fit you. It's not going to look right. Like, she she has suits she'll rent out but like if she's very honest with you she'll be like I'm not gonna rent you the suit because it's not gonna look right on your body so that's why I really like her she's awesome <laughs> oh my goodness that's yeah awesome she's very good about not being like a cookie cutter suit you know mm-hmm. that's awesome so what are your goals in the sport in in general I guess because I know this year it's all about the Olympia but in general like where do you see this going for you? You know, um, my goals in this sport, I really want to well, – I do want, of course, to go to Olympia this year um, and hopefully next year. That would be awesome. Super rad. But I really – I want to help people just know – like just find the balance in prep and – I want to be an advocate for our gym at Pro Physiques. Um, I want to be a cheerleader for people. I I love it. I do. I'm like the mean girl's mom. Like, I'm just like, I love it. I'm a, I'm a cool stage mom. Like, I just love everything about prep. Um, and I want to be an advocate for the sport. Like, I, I want people to not be so bitter about it and to see that there's, there is longevity in it. There is fun in it. You can build relationships. You can connect. Like you can meet real grounded people. It doesn't always have to be about you. Like there's a lot of opportunity in this sport, whether, you know, you want to be a coach, you want to be a posing coach, you want to help people like moms learn how to balance prep and eating with their kids and being a normal person. Like I just, I want to just be an advocate for our gym and for this sport. And that's wherever this, if this pro road and opportunity takes me to that, that's great. Um, I know that this experience will be able to help me speak more on what it's like to be in the pro circuit, to understand the competitiveness, to understand the judging. I I just want to be an advocate for the sport because I really do love it. Um, And I think there's just so much more to offer than sparkly bikinis and a tan like you can meet some really great people from it so I I completely agree I mean you're on this podcast right now I mean and just sharing so much and helping so many people through your voice you know you have something so important to share and the fact that we can all like sit here and listen to you right now is just amazing you know is it amazing I'm so sorry is it amazing or is my voice so annoying (laughs) (laughs) 
people are like put a filter on her voice. Uh, no, I think everybody's <laughs> probably cracking up right now. <laughs> but no, yeah, I just that's where I I don't have an exact place where I see myself. I just know that this is a learning experience for me. I have been able to build some of the best relationships with people and connect with people through this sport and these opportunities. And gosh, would it be cool to be able to help somebody else do that, you know, to, or watch somebody's journey, do that and be a part of that for somebody else. So like just spread the love eventually. Yeah. You think that you'll ever, uh, train athletes? Um, I do train a few, but, and I do, yes, I will. Uh Uh-huh. Eventually I will. Um, right now I, I love lifestyle. I love lifestyle and I have had a couple prep and I've loved prep, but for me, I pour my, I, I put other people's preps above mine. (laughs) And so I kind of get in a little bit of trouble with that because, it's, it's very hard for me to, um, like, I will work on show day no matter what. I will be doing updates and doing things. So in prep, I feel like there's just so many fine details that it's really hard to prep yourself. And um, I haven't mastered that yet, prepping myself and then prepping others. Like, I, I haven't completely mastered it, and I want to give 125% when I can. So maybe eventually. But right now I need to just focus on what I can do. So I mean, it's and commit to that. Yeah, it's definitely a skill for sure. Mm-hmm. And do you have any mentors in the sport? Oh, my gosh. Yes. Um, I, have a, I have a lot. But I would say my two major ones are Whitney Jones. Like, she's just a real-life unicorn. Um, she... She's legit. Like, there's no other way. She, that lady is bananas. Um, she has overcome, I think, everything. You know, a torn ACL on the fitness stage and wins Miss Fitness Olympia and doesn't even complain. Like, I can't show up. I can't even call out sick because of her. <laughs> like, I can't take a sick day because she, she's a mom. She's a business owner. She's the most positive person you'll ever meet she, she just does it. And she loves, she's a great advocate for the sport. Um, she does things out of the genuine kindness of her heart. Like we did the fitness sponsorship this year or this past year and I helped her and we went through and, um, picked like three fitness athletes and prepped them for free, got them to their show for free. And, and just, she worked with them. She gave them all her time, you know, like a couple days choreography, and that was just so she could help grow the sport, you know? That's and yeah. And that's on top of her own Arnold prep and Olympic. Like she's incredible. So I do, I look at her and I'm like, you're so selfless. You are exactly what the sport needs. And you're, you're doing things to grow your division. And that's pretty incredible. And you're fine. And like, um, I think, yeah, two out of the, three girls went pro that she sponsored. Wow. That's amazing. Yeah. So it's like, you're helping grow the, you know, the pro division. That's incredible. Um, and then my other big one who just moved here is Brina Martinez. She, 
I could probably cry. Like she, she says like, she's like my big sister. Um, she is a huge mentor for me. She is one of those people that like, when you talk to them, you just instantly feel more confident because her, her, like the way she carries herself and her confidence just pours out onto others. Um, she is just a genuine soul and you don't meet a lot of those people now. And she is, her passion just like pours through everything she does. She loves competing. She loves the sport. She loves genuinely helping people. She wants people to succeed. She kind of, she has that same mindset as like, there's room for everybody at the table. Um, and she has helped me in so many ways mentally. Like I can't even begin to tell you. So those are my two big, big, big mentors. She's taught me a lot. Both of them have taught me a ton and, um, they make me want to do the same for others. So they're pretty rad people. Yeah, you're so lucky. <laughs> I know. I know. You're I so really lucky. I, I absolutely adore Brina. Like we had the pleasure of having her on the podcast and I've had the pleasure <laughs> of meeting her at a few shows and oh my goodness. Like she's actually at my it? house right now, if I'm being honest. Oh! Um, <laughs> yeah. Well hello. <laughs> yes. Her and her husband. Um, I think where did she go? Did she step outside? Oh, she's on the phone outside. Yeah, her and her husband are here. They wanted to be here for moral support because oh God, they know so that sometimes I'm a hot mess with these things. So. Oh, no, you're doing so wonderful. <laughs> yes, I am very lucky, though. She's like, she's rad. It's awesome. All right, girl. Well, we are coming to the Bikini Diaries question, and you can answer this question any which way that you would like. Are you ready? Oh. Okay, let's go. If there was one thing you could confess, whether it be good or bad, about your experiences as a competitor, fill in the blank, dear diary. Okay, if there's one thing I could confess, whether it be good or bad. Ooh, this is hot. Hot question. Dear diary, hmm. I will confess that this sport and competing has impacted my life in more positive ways than negative ways, but there definitely has been some negative ways. Um, and I think, um, am I supposed to say the negative? Like exactly? <laughs> like, am I confession? To, I'm like word vomiting. Okay. Um, I would say the negative ways is it's impacted. Um, it's positively impacted my confidence, my ability to believe in myself, my ability to carry, like set goals and carry them out and, and really 
stay goal focused. Um, but negatively, I do think it has taken away from other relationships and it's taken away from time that I could have invested in other relationships. And being the person that I am, I struggle with that a lot. Um, I struggle with feeling like maybe if I, I wasn't competing, um, I would have been able to have a stronger relationship or maybe if I gave a little more time, I would be able to do, you know, do those things with those people. And so that is something I will confess and I do struggle with a ton is the amount of time and energy it, it does require um, and the amount of focus and drive. And then having that wonder if maybe I I didn't, if certain relationships would have worked out. So if I would have invested a little more time in that. So that is something that I confess in Word Vomited that I think I struggle with. And I'm sure, I hope that maybe somebody else does. I don't know. I don't hope that anybody struggles with that, but maybe somebody can relate to that. Well, thank you for your confession. And if there was one piece of advice that you'd want to give to someone who's wanting to become a professional in the sport, what would you give them? I would say just stay true to you and find the silver lining in every show. Don't set a timeline. Um, And if you can't find that silver lining for yourself, be it for somebody else. And there is always something you can gain out of competing and out of a show and the work and the effort and the energy and the people around you. There's just always something you can gain. So on your road to becoming a pro, don't get so caught up in the time that it takes but get more caught up in your surroundings and the good things that come out of it. So, cause I think that's how you'll continue to love it and go far. Thank you, Alex. And if we yeah. wanted to follow you, how could we follow and find you and sign up for, to be with pro physiques? Oh, you can follow me on Instagram. Um, I'm Alexandria Ross with a little underscore and on there, you'll see Pro Physiques website. You can also just follow the Pro Physiques. Um, we have a prep page, and it's like the pros underscore MPC underscore IFBB. But if you go to my Instagram, you'll see all of that listed. Um, Pro Physiques website, all of that. So, yeah, just send me a message. If you don't even want to be part of Pro Physiques, but you just want to talk to me, you can send me a message. I am here for it. So, I would love to hear from everybody. Thank you so much for being on today. So much. Yes. Thank you for having me. Thank you. Thank you. If you you love this episode, just as much as I love this episode, and you know someone who may love this episode, just as much as you and I loved this episode, please pass them on to me. It would mean the world to me if you could help me help others. So please, if you loved it, 
it takes 30 seconds to leave me a five-star review and share with all of your friends. Thank you so much for tuning in today and always remember to never give up on your dreams.